Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the Tommy Wiseau Joker intro. Oh, my God. Oh, I, that popped up that? again on my fucking YouTube when I watched it again. It's so dumb. I couldn't get through it, dude. It scared me. It, <laughs> it really did. It's, it's just the, the first part. scene where it cuts to him in the makeup, and he's just screaming ah! in the back. Dude, yeah, it scared me. I laughed my fucking ass Okay, I, hot take. I don't like Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker. Makeup. Hot take, I do. Is that a hot take? I don't think so. I think yeah. I I don't know. What, he why? likes it, so maybe not. It's a still image. How are you supposed to base? What, there's there's nothing you... to go off of it. Do you just exactly. have the way that he looks? Yeah, because I mean, well, I hate like... his face. No, what I mean, <laughs> the makeup? Not his actual. Joaquin face. Phoenix is a beautiful man. I don't know. Mm, he's got kind of a weird face. He's got a weird face. I think he's got a nice face. Mm, he's got a own. <laughs> Welcome to Chess Talk, episode 165. We're here, we're playing chess, Rob and I are playing chess. Yeah. It's the usual suspects, the four of us. It's me, Cody, Brittany. Kaiser Sose. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, almost made all the way through. <laughs> Robert already good. mentioned, and Tyler, as you can hear. Who's that? Uh, we're back. We are going to be talking about some trailers that have come out, some recent, some not so. Uh, we're going to go over our heroes and villain, or hero of the week, I guess. Right. And we're going to be talking about some music. I don't think I missed anything, did I? Because last week I forgot to say Bojack. No, I think that's it. Uh, uh, we do Prince and Story so far? I said music, yeah. Oh, okay. Then yes, you got it all. So that's what's on the docket. Check out the link dump to see the timestamps for that. What have you been up to, Rob? Packing. Working a little bit. Started my first uh, day back at the, the old coffee uh, hotel. How You're back in that? the barista life. The barista life. Uh, it's been fun, Brittany. Uh, worked some cool people there. Different store, though. But drive through, slinging coffee, and working on doing a counter offer and accepting a job. It's been fun. Dope. But, you Just know. adult stuff. Adult stuff, yeah. Oh, I have to pay my car registration. Thank you. Oh, I gotta do that too. Oh, fuck me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for reminding me. Why does everyone me? buy their cars in like October? Because it's a good car month. It's the fall sales. Yeah. Actually, it's got, the Labor my, Day sales. My car got totaled, so I had to buy a car. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. My car. <laughs> <laughs> my car the common denominator. <laughs> Don't get your car toll. You want to buy a new one in October problem solved what about you tyler oh i gotta pay my car registration (laughs) (laughs) Uh, should be too (laughs) that's kind of been weighing on me jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, yeah not too much just kind of working uh saving up to pay that registration and uh late registration oh my god (laughs) love kanye's early work i miss the old kanye anyway (laughs) <laughs> Brittany, anything to report for you? I had a good week. I worked a lot more at my adult job, and that was fun. I helped someone file bankruptcy, and she was so happy, and that made me happy. You got excited for her? I've never felt something rewarding from my work, ever. Wow. So this is the first time. This is your taste of what it's like yeah. to enjoy work? Yeah. Hell yeah. Because I called her, and she like started like screaming on the phone, like joy. <laughs> like, out of joy, and I was like, this Maybe is she really just thought cute. you were Oprah. You get, you, get <laughs> you get a bankruptcy. You get a bankruptcy. That was my week. It that was the highlight of my week, and that's how it ended. So that was cool. That's cool. Glad you had fun with that. What's up with you, Cody? How was your week, Cody? Fine. I didn't do much. I played uh, Star Wars Battlefront, but we're gonna talk about that next week. So that's pretty much it. How did you finish Bojack? But again, we're gonna talk about that next week. How's my car registration? Oh, yeah, actually, Whoa, how is that? Car, now so. that we're talking about it, it, it got registered when I bought it, so it's, that's very it's proactive done. of you. Yeah, surprisingly, it's done for another year. How was your first car payment? Yeah, how is that? Uh, F, whatever. I mean, yeah, I, I budgeted I for it. So okay. blase. 
I budgeted for it, so like, who is the money went away? That one percent lifestyle. How do you how do you manage? (laughs) I was gonna ask you how that IPA was. That's not IPA. It's an ale. It's an ale. God, you get your life right. Oh my god. Yeah, this is a late night chess talk edition. So that's why the latest one, latest ones we've done. Uh, I think one ten was probably the latest. I think we started recording that at about nine thirty. Wow. Was that that the one? It was at Eddie's, right? Yes, that was a Star Wars Trivial Pursuit when I was working at the CDW. Yeah. That so, was, that was, that was, like, was I, I there for that? No, you weren't. I wasn't there. It was me, Eddie, Roman, and Ashley. Yeah. I remember that. I got the, so, I was I got the inside knowledge all in my head. So you heard it here first. We're bringing you some uh, late night chess talk. <laughs> <laughs> the uncomfortably sultry Tyler. <laughs> late night. I'm just going to take that and like put it at the front of the episode. <laughs> uh, so we want to get into trailers first. We want to get into some music. What do you guys want to do? Let's do trailers first. It's light. It's fun. Okay. Late night. <laughs> Don't invite him back. <laughs> Welcome to Tyler's last ever episode. Jesus. Uh, so we watched some trailers. We're going to talk about Captain Marvel first. That came out almost two weeks ago, I think, at this point. Did it? Yeah, we're a little late. Yeah, we're late, but that's fine. I wanted, I don't know. I don't have too much to say on it, so I didn't want to just talk about that trailer. Um, I don't have a lot to say either. Yeah, I got my notes. Captain Marvel? I can't believe um, she destroyed the last blockbuster. I know. What, <laughs> what a dick move, man. They're struggling. It's going to crash right there. Oh, um, this is up. Jesus. one of those movies where I just want to see the movie and I don't really care about the trailers. Like, I'm probably just going to go see it. So if more trailers come out, I'm not going to watch them just because I'm already uh, interested. I want to know if like, why, when the world is ending, in Nick Fury's eyes. Do you literally I, mean his eyes? He has two it's eyes. It's actually in this his movie. eye. Yes. I see what you're saying. Like, why is she the last hope? Yeah, like, what about her is so well out of the ordinary and in the I comic books, the rest of these superheroes he knows. She can, like, she takes in energy and can, like, redirect it. And mm-hmm. so, like, no one can be stronger than her because she just uses that force against them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of mm-hmm. the thing. Maybe I just need to see And it. she's probably yeah. been too destructive before. And so she's been, like, isolated. And Nick Fury is like, well, fuck, it doesn't matter if she destroys out the planet. Like, this is worth it to bring her back yeah. that's my assumption i also know where she's been yeah so from what i know about the character i think it's less isolated more she's just doing something else yeah so doing I, like space no, stuff. no because i think from the trailer it looks like uh marvell jude, jude, Law. jude law's character you see a brief dumbledore 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 so dumbledore. when you see him very briefly Hot he dumbledore. is actually the other half of Captain Marvel, yeah. he gives her the powers in some way. I don't know how they're doing it in the movie, but in the, in I the, read that like he's like her teacher. Kind so of? They, that makes sense you in the context because in the comic books they merge, they become like one person. Yeah, uh, it's like some Dragon Ball Z <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Jesus, um, but I think that when she's wearing the green outfit, this is like pre her dealing with Nick Fury. That's her doing being like I think it's the no, not the Nova Corps. Do you mean and, pre or like post Nick Fury? Pre Nick Fury, okay, because she comes to Earth after she crashes. Something happens, and she like fucks up with with Ronan and stuff, and she crashes. So then, why does she have like? So she lived on Earth, then went to space, and then came back and doesn't remember that she used to live on Earth. She lived on Earth, much like uh, Chris Pratt's character, Star Lord, yes, uh, Peter Quill. But she doesn't remember that she became okay, so. a, a soldier with the. I think it's the Kree, because the Skrulls are the invading force in this. Yes. One. She's on the Kree, like, special forces, basically, with Ronan as, like, the head of that military uh, arm. Oh, so they're, like, cool? They're relatively cool. They're not, like, evil uh, people. And so he's pretty evil in a... He is, but he's... So in the comic books, he's not evil until later on. Mm-hmm. He starts out as the head of a military arm of the Kree forces, and then he gets, like, 
unhappy with the way they do it. Eventually, it's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm doing my own thing. So he kills people and takes over and becomes the head of the Kree Empire, basically. Hmm. And then he becomes Ronan the He was Ronan the Accuser because he was the judge before oh, okay. before he became like so this. So maybe this is the story of how he became. Yeah. yeah. going to be like his movie. Yeah, it, it, to some degree, it's just his downfall like to becoming. Like Infinity War was Thanos' movie? Yeah. yeah. So it'll follow him. But I think for, cool. for Marvel, it's basically going to be your story of like, it's not going to be like in media res. I think it's not going to be like an origin story. Mm-hmm. You'll learn it through her remembering her past. Okay. Oh, um, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. But I think that's kind of how it's going to go. But I, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, how this, like, what you're asking, though. How is this going to tie in? Because I don't think they're going to have her more powerful than Thor. I Thor's just, a god. I yeah. think she will. I think in the comics, she's one of the few that, like, can stand up to Thor. Oh, really? Okay, then that makes sense. So her power. power. I just kind of assume she could, like, time travel or something. I don't think so. That's going to be uh, yeah. Ant-Man. That's going to be, that. I think, that side Because he's in the little... The quantum realm. Quantum yeah. realm. The little realm. The little realm. <laughs> I should have let you finish. The I little... should have let me... <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I wanted to see where that was going. Yeah, yes. that was probably going to be the but title that... of the next... Uh, so that's the, the thing, episode. though. That's like all the, the things we've been seeing for the behind the scenes is them in their old outfits. So I think yeah. it's yeah. somehow all going to coalesce yeah. into time travel. I, and fixing things. As far as Captain Marvel, I think that this is going to be similar to like Doctor Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's gonna it has the potential to be like its own kind of movie and mm-hmm. have like a different feel than the other MCU movies, which is what I'm kind of hoping for. But it's gonna we'll bridge, bridge the gap of the cosmic and Earthbound stuff. Hopefully, that's yeah, that's kind of what I was getting to. I think that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah, yeah it's a good idea. So, anything else about Marvel? I just want to know why she's hitting the lady. Oh, she's at the screen. I hope it's right. just an old lady. Okay. I, I, I know, me too. <laughs> me too. I really the just mean, want The memes from that. Because she's not a good character. No, no. She's, old she's, lady? Not, she's not quintessentially no, Captain Marvel. Her. Captain Marvel. No, no. They're both terrible people. Uh, she's old. Like and she's the Captain America quintessential, uh, like, superhero. She's like a, she's the big girl Jessica Jones, essentially. She's morally okay. ambiguous because her, her, her perception of things is different than what Earth people And she has a bad past. Correct. She's got a bad reputation. My kind of woman. You oh, Twilight Zone. We're going to talk about that, too. Yep. Oh, uh, you didn't show me that trailer. Oh. It's not really a Which trailer. One? Twilight Zone? Oh, it's just like a teaser. Yeah. Um, so base- oh, is that things. where uh, Jordan Peele yes. is uh, Rod Sterling yes. or whatever? Yes. It, it's kind oh, of, it starts out like Rod Sterling, and then he starts talking, and then takes over. Yes. It's like a newer intro. I'll buy it more, please. Yes. Yeah. I No, definitely. I love Jordan Peele. I love yeah. Twilight Zone. I, think I they can, love Twilight Zone. If they can do it yeah. in the same... Uh, Dude, I was same, like obsessed with Twilight Zone when I was a kid. I, going back and rewatching, they still have, I think, the same kind of gravity they do now. I mean, times oh, are different. Yeah. I think even like the mask one... I think one, some of the episodes still have, like, still hold up. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm hoping they don't fuck it up. Like, yeah. they shouldn't try to be Black Mirror. They That's, what, yeah. I was gonna That's ask. what I was afraid of. I was, I was just like, about to say the worst thing they could do is try to, like, be Black Mirror. Yeah. And I was wondering, I was like, did Black Mirror kind of, like, take its spot as far as, like, the weird alternate reality sci-fi? Um, I think they're, like, I, I think uh, there's room for them to do things coexist. like Black Mirror and coexist, but it doesn't always have to be about technology. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. That's mostly yeah. technology-based. Yeah, well, the premise Black of Black Mirror. Mirror, Black Mirror is like the reflection on your cell phone, yeah. right? When you're not, have, when you don't yeah. have it on. Like yeah, it's all technology. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, like, Black Mirror focuses on like the danger of technology, where right. it's like, I think Twilight Zone can like hone in it, on more like society things. Like there's an episode of Twilight Zone where they think there's a bomb going off and one family has a shelter and they don't want to let everyone in because there's not enough room yeah. and it's, there's really no bomb at the end of it. But like, just like, yeah, I mean, how people treat each other in certain situations. And that's like a concept that like transcends any sort of like technological, yeah. like, 
Um, so, so I think they can coexist. I hope they yeah. don't try to be Black Mirror. And I think um, if um, if Jordan Peele has like a lot of like creative input on the show, mm-hmm. I don't really know much about this other than he's, he's like, doing it. Yeah, I trust uh, him. Yeah, well, I think that like if anything, like Get Out really proved that like he understands like how a genre can work, and I think that he's real. I mean, I I, I can I have high expectations that he can really take something like the twilight zone and understand like what genre that works with and what doesn't work with that sort of thing and um i I think he could do some really interesting stuff with that platform yeah i think so i am really excited i like that i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i like the fact that uh get out being so well received is kind of giving Jordan Peele like these different things to do, and he's not mm-hmm. just kind of like tentpoled into being a comedy yeah. writer. Like he's doing these different things, and I think if he knocks this out of the park, that's gonna just like break yes. the door open for him. Yeah, he's not gonna pitchhole into one type of thing. No, like he can. He's gonna be the Renaissance Hor- man. He'd be horror, comedy, sci-fi, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. Bring so, it on. Yeah, we're stoked. Give him, give him a shot. Give the boy a shot. Next on the docket is Doctor Who. Who? Doctor what? <laughs> Who? Jody, it's still a man, right? Oh, Where have you none of them been? In it, do we? Oh my Jesus! All right. Well, <laughs> who watches we're or canceled. watched Doctor Who? I've watched clips and I've been following. The, I understand the story. I don't know like the. You've new never ones. watched an episode. I've not watched. I've done a lot of the wiki, like Doctor Who wiki stuff, and okay. read about it. I've watched an episode. You watched an episode <laughs> for the first time today. I've watched an yeah. episode. And I've shown you episodes, oh, but yeah, you never yeah. like watched it. Right. I, I've watched some of it here and there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I've shown you episodes. Yeah, you know, I've like skipped around and mm-hmm. uh, checked out some stuff. You know, mm-hmm. that's uh, I, so I'm the only one that has like. You're the only yes. uh, Whovian. I, I want, wouldn't call myself I want that. Your... I stopped watching it for a long time. Well, because you have a beef with uh, what's his name. That's We're not going to talk about it. You've had many a rants yes. about this. Oh, I haven't Who? heard this one. Bring it on. <laughs> Who? What is it? I I want your opinion about the trailer as you're essentially like the only fan of the show. I would say, are you excited? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm more excited than I've ever been. About anything? About Doctor Who. Okay. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. So I don't understand. I understand the uh, the shell change, basically. Uh, he changes from... One... Regeneration. Yes. It's um, pretty dope. So my question is, they've had multiple actors play Doctor Who. The Doctor. The, yes. Sorry, the Doctor. Time... I was going to sit here correcting. The Time Lord. <laughs> like an yeah. asshole. Um, no, that's fine. Um, I don't care. Where's it from? Ga- Gallifred or something? Gallifrey. Gallifrey, sorry. <laughs> when they regenerate to the new Doctor, do they change personas, characterizations, or are they pretty consistent across the Doctors? That depends. On? The writer so, and showrunner. Okay, so, so it's not... in so... the first Doctor, he only had one... Well, the first Doctor of the new season. Uh, he only had one season... Or the new series. He only had one right. season. And he had the same, like, charisma and charm that you find in, like, the David Tennant era, which many people regard as the best era. And I, I really liked what's his era. name. Christopher... Uh, Eccleston. Yeah, he was yeah. great. But So he had the same, like, charm and charisma, but he was a little, like colder of a person a little more tough and then when it comes to david Tennant, he's more like silly kind of more like freewheeling so okay so and like there's like certain aspects of the personality that change but like when put in like a tough situation he always comes back to the same like principles until you get to the stephen moffat era then all hell breaks loose and nothing's consistent and nothing matters so that was the thing i was gonna i was curious about because it being a woman is, is irrelevant to me. I don't care. It's... Women are irrelevant, Rob? Yes. <laughs> that is literally uh, what I said. What are you guys Damn. doing? Saw right through that. Duh. Women are irrelevant. Robert they don't, they don't even. They don't even matter. <laughs> no, um, the gender is irrelevant. So 
my curiosity when I watch the trailer, having not watched Doctor Who in any capacity with any, you know, discernible difference of any other sci-fi show, is how would they deal with that kind of stuff? But it seems like mm-hmm. that doesn't matter because they've it doesn't. done it in the past before. See, that to me, like that's... with other Time Lords, like the Master is like a recurring villain right. over the entire history of the show, and right. the Master's been a girl before. But do they, but do they keep they keep the same kind of general personality? Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing that that would be annoying to a degree. I mean, I understand they want to evolve the character, mm-hmm. but like to have at least some of the similar like you know like quirks about them. Yeah. So there yeah, are certain whatever. quirks that like remain consistent depending on who's running the show. Okay. Um, I mean, based but... on the trailer, it seems like she's still going to be kind of like a goofy. Doctor. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Is they seem to be returning back to the David Tennant type charisma that he had. Yeah. I kind of picked up on that, too. Yeah, like, she seems charming, mm-hmm. and I hope that they kind of go back to, like, him keeping his core principles underneath all of the... Her core principles? Yeah. I don't know how Time Lords deal with gender. I, I don't think they just see it as a, as a vessel, just yeah. a thing they have. Yeah. Like, he asked me today, like, is the doctor a guy? And I was just like, I don't know if that's an answer anymore. I, I don't think as far as like the lore goes, I don't think they have actual genders. Yeah, yeah. Like does this race have genders? Like that's my that was my question like. Yeah. Because the episode we watched was a uh, girl in a fireplace. Girl in a fireplace. And like the the character he interacted with like made out with him and he seemed like super interested in it and i was like okay so is he like a guy like does he want this or is he just is he a pansexual genderless alien yeah i don't know that's why or i, I just, just i think maybe, so maybe, maybe he yeah. adopt maybe he adopts the gender he's fulfilling maybe, yeah. i just didn't know if they had like specifically gone over this before that that was my question just like have they addressed something no. like this okay. no in the so i guess in the, in the another question that may come up at some point in the, in the future of the series so it's been a male character predominant or forever forever um and they've been they've had girlfriends or like other types of individuals love interests yeah yeah okay so then the question becomes would they they've all been female love interests as far as i know yes okay so then the question comes in the future are they gonna maybe flesh it out more where the gender of the doctor and the gender of the love interest can probably mix and match because i'm sure they would i feel like they're trying to i still feel like they're trying to appeal to a certain core core audience of people that are all about progressive ideologies so i feel like if they're going to try to appeal to those people they would probably not want to come right out the gate with a female doctor giving her a love interest they would want to see a strong female character just being the doctor right doing the core core things the doctor does which like i'd be excited to see just out of curiosity like i don't want to see her like find some guy that's in or a girl i don't want to see her finding a love interest right away yeah yeah that's that's fair i think yeah yeah so you're excited. You're ready to see what they're hope. doing. Yeah. I like the writers. I like the actress. The trailers look interesting, even though they don't tell me anything. Yeah. <laughs> except that she's got the charm. Yeah. Which I've been missing because I don't want to talk about it. So wait, who was the, who's the one we don't like? Stephen Moffat. I don't know who He's the showrunner. He was. wrote, okay. in the first couple seasons, he wrote like the best episode of the season, but he would only write one a season. And then he became showrunner and it was just fucking terrible. That's all so he distilled say. all the good shit in the first Ta- two seasons. Dump the episodes where I go on the rants. Which I'm sure ones? you remember which ones. <laughs> okay, so moving on from that, so we don't spend the rest of the episode going into lore. Well, what did you think about the show today when you watched it? It was a good sci-fi show. I don't know. With with Doctor Who, it's I know every episode is going to be different, so I can't judge the entire show based on this one episode. But mm-hmm. Girl in a Fireplace was an interesting show concepts and it was cool seeing time travel work the way it did and how he interacted with humans essentially 
a pretty popular episode, right? Yeah. Okay. That's that I tried to pick the most popular episode that wasn't too different from how the show normally is. Because the most popular one is Blink, which is the one with, like, the angel statues. I was just going to bring that up. We've yeah. angels. Yeah. yeah but, like, spooky. it's definitely the best episode, but it doesn't follow the same narrative as every other episode. Because it's like a horror-ish kind of episode, right? It's more, like, thriller. Okay. But, yeah. like, the doctor's barely in it. So That's it doesn't true. follow the same narrative structure. Whereas this one is a more traditional, like, they sci-fi fun episode. They go into a situation, the doctor deals with it, interacts with it, okay. resolution. Okay, okay. Yeah. But this one is, like, front told from a different person's perspective. Yeah. Doctor Who coming out Sunday, October 7th. Watch it. Oh, shit, that's next week. The last trailer we had lined up was Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> what? Is it Grindelwald? The final trailer. It's coming out in November. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. How do you guys feel about it? Uh, Tyler, you got opinions? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped. I don't okay. care about that. I, yeah, I don't know. I think you're not a big Potter nerd. No, I... I the correct I'm term not. is Potterhead? Yeah, not Pothead. Um, <laughs> no, I... Two T's. I don't know. I don't really care. I know the movie's okay. been getting a lot of like bad press, and uh, that's controversial. Oh, okay. Do, do, do you want to go there? Like, no. Oh, the no. Nagini thing? I kind of want to go there. I think it's, oh, I think it's hilarious. What's up with Nagini? Nah, I don't know if I want to go there. It, it, are, like, it's losing... a non-issue. It's not an issue. People are mad that they turn Nagini into a Korean woman. And so, okay, so th- that is... I the, haven't the... heard about this. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah, that's all that too. No, I was talking about that, like, Johnny Depp's in the movie. Oh. Oh. Yeah. He's a twat. It's fine. He acts well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you want to go there on the, on no. the show or not. No. The Nagini yeah. thing is funny, though. All right. Then we could just... I don't know if we should get into it if it's, like, a whole... It's, I just like it's stupid. Like no one likes Johnny Depp except Hollywood. So whatever. Yeah. What? So basically, Nagini it sucks, but whatever. Is now I guess R always was a character, and is now it becomes a snake. And I don't even know who Nagini is. Remember the okay. snake? Voldemort's Horcrux in like the seventh one, I think. Cool. Seventh Horcrux, not the movie. He the snake he can control, but was also at one point a human. But that has <laughs> never been established before. Yeah, and she was a human in the seventh movie. But she was just taking over, like, she wasn't a human. Like, she was using magic to be a corpse, essentially. Oh, she yeah, yeah, possessed yeah, yeah. Bethilda Bagshot. Yeah, yeah. Just basically, up until this point in the story, Nagini was just a fucking snake. Okay. Yeah. And now it's a Korean woman and a magus, I'm assuming. No, Maledictus. It's a cursed a cursed person. Oh, I... They, she eventually can, she can transform, but... That's fucking they weird. eventually will be stuck as whatever they transform the into. The more they do it. Right. Oh, okay. And so she's on, a, she's on a freak show, and because she's on a freak show, you, you know, every every night or every weekend you become whatever right. you can transform into. Um, but the, it's it's silly. I don't get why that's an issue. It's, people. I don't like, know. That she's a person or that she's a cast in a, a Korean actress. Both. That, that. It all comes down to the, the, the oh. faux outrage that she's a Korean woman, she's a snake. It's all about portraying Asians as negative stereotypes. and It's it's a non-issue. People are blowing it up because now there's an Asian woman in the show as a main character and people don't like that. It's not in a positive light. It's silly. Uh, okay. But there's no argument it's a, it's, it's a, it's a No. It's, it's, a, it's a cool, like, uh, I think, a way to solve that character, though. Why do they need to solve it? Yeah, why couldn't it just be a snake? So because the snake was like intelligent, it okay. wasn't just a snake. It was like a, a thinking. This is a creature. world where wizards and warlocks exist, and magic exists. Yeah, true. But <laughs> most of the time, like like uh, uh, what's the uh, there's fucking Buckbeak that is clearly intelligent, and he's an animal. Different kind of intelligence. So like the the snake, the uh, spider that uh, the big Aragog. spider Aragog. Aragog. I was thinking of uh, uh, Majora's Mask. That spider Aragog. is not smart in the same. It's smart in the same way. Yes. 
And so, and he's not a person. But a lot of the other animals that exist in the universe don't have the same intelligence. So okay. I'm willing to bet that this spider and is like Nagini. I think there's but a Hagrid oh. got Hagrid got Aragog as like a baby. A oh, okay, baby. Then, then I don't know. Yeah, so they already had established that. Yeah, they're just fucking smart animals. This is okay. a crazy different world. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe they should want to expand the character more. I don't know. Maybe. I don't care about this fucking snake. Rest of the trailer. I am super excited for this movie. This movie looks really, really good. I think it looks it's potential to be better than the previous one because it's got a much deeper characterization of across the Harry Potter like verse. Yeah, what I wanted to talk about this trailer is that I'm interested to see what they do with a new movie that's already established because it's a sequel mm-hmm. and it's not going off of books, and so they can do different things mm-hmm. and do new things without yeah, yeah, being under the microscope of this outline that's already established, right. and the fans can't. Theoretically, the fans can't be upset about the content <laughs> yeah. of the movie because it's ago. all new. I'm excited to see what happens in Grindelwald, and it's interesting to see what they do with this movie. I'm sure it's a trope where, like, you see prequels and you already know the outcome. See, like, Star Wars prequels. Yeah, like, yeah. you know Anakin turns. You know Grindelwald is going to get caught, and, He's like, an he ends up with in Azkaban. So it's still interesting to see what happens with these characters and how... Well, Dumbledore's going to duel him. Dumbledore's going to duel him, but Dwayne. the way the trailer is presenting it, it's like... He has Newt helping him, so it's like, does Newt get out of the picture, or does Newt actually duel him, and then later on, Dumbledore has to, like, defeat Newt? Wait, wait, hold on a second. For a long time, I thought it was Nick, for, when I was watching the trailer, I thought it was, he, he said Nicholas. That's what I always liked about you. He is said it, Does Newt. he say Newt or Nicholas? His name is Newt. I'm pretty sure it's Newt. He's, does he I thought say... he said Nick, but I was like, no, his name is okay, Newt. Okay, so that's, that. sorry, what you just said triggered something, because I, I was thinking it was Nick for a while until you said it was Newt. There's a scene in the trailer where an old, old, old guy. Mm-hmm. That's Nick Flamel. Yes. He creates creates the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. yes. So I don't think he's talking to Newt. I think he's talking to Nick Flamel. Maybe. Probably. Because Nick Flamel, that's his character that he also does not like to take sides. So I'm wondering how this is going to tie into... I think this is going to have a bigger tie into the other movies. And well, the yeah, other because lore. this is the start of the first Wizarding World World War. Yeah. So, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is not going to be like the last movie of this series. Hogwarts. Yeah. You already see Hogwarts. We're going to see uh, the other two. Boo, what's it called? Boo, baton, boo, baton? Bow Battens and Durmstrang? Yeah, it's Bow Battens. Are we going to see those? I, yeah, I'll at least see one of them. I mean, oh, I, I, don't, I, we're, we're, I saw like the same kind of carriage that the Bow Battens came to Hogwarts in, but it was like black. That was in the trailer, but yeah. I don't know if that's related. So here's that trailer. We'll see. That we'll went see. off on a tangent. We'll see what what is, what's on that. your mind, Tyler? <laughs> I am pretty off the Potter train. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Everything You're you guys have been. Out. Eh, That's fine. Eh. You don't have to. You don't have to watch everything. Yeah. No, we watched everything. Deathly Hallows Part One last week, and I cried when Dobby died again. Fucked again. <clears throat> I cried again. Dobby died. It he always... dies twice. Yeah, he dies a it's lot. It's really fucking sad. <laughs> they just keep killing him throughout the movie. It's like fuck, J.K. Rowling, stop it. He just can't he's win. already dead. You so just sad. can't win. Um, so we can move on from trailer talk. Can we though? Can we really move <laughs> on from that? Never. No. Um, and we can move into music. Move into a topic that Tyler, you do have some authority in. We can talk about the Prince album. Yeah, um, that's, like, that's a great album. Yeah, question marks. It's <laughs> not. Marks. Can, it's not. As uh, Prince was an artist that made albums that were, you know, generally always conceived as albums, and like he would, uh, he would flesh out a concept and be like a very coherent thing. Um, well, I do think this has a coherent concept. Obviously, um, it's definitely not quite an album. Yeah thematically yes i think you could like make the case that it is but what stage in, 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 is it in like if it's life cycle 
Well, it's it's just like a recording. Yeah, it's a just piano a rehearsal, and a microphone. Nineteen eighty three. Yeah, just kind of him like rehearsing on piano. You know, I mean, this is like, like bullshitting. Like, well, yeah. it was kind of cool though to hear him talk like jamming and then yeah. like mid jam say, "Hey, raise the raise the vocals." Yeah. It's or like, like, I want to hear what you guys thought about it first before I go off on my uh, thoughts. So I probably have listened to Prince the least amount of anyone here. Okay, I, unless you don't. No, I'm probably I'm probably a little little bit more than you, but not okay, not a whole yeah. lot. So I mean. I listened to it about three times, and wow. I mean, I don't know. It's since I'm not super familiar with his line of work. Yeah, a lot of this, that's... it didn't really seem like it didn't seem like an album because a lot of it just kind of seemed like he was just like rambling on the piano, and that's yeah. like the point of what he was doing. So it was hard to kind of like pick apart a song or a couple songs and like digest them because it was just kind of there wasn't too much going on for me with these songs right and i mean it was cool it was interesting to see prince in this sort of way whereas before everything else he does seems like heavily produced and heavily Absolutely. like structured and like he puts things out a certain way and then this comes out and it's just like it's just prince kind of like fucking around. absolutely and i think mm-hmm. that i was really curious what you guys i don't know yeah before i go in i want to hear what you guys think and before because so, like i'll have my whole thing. i don't want to say i didn't like it but it's just there's not much for me to really grab onto it so i didn't really like it but that's because it was bad it's just because it was it wasn't a print album yeah sure yeah 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 what did you think Brittany? i remember i liked the first song Mm -hmm. i thought it was really cool it's a banger um (laughs) and then after that i was like i don't know where this is going yeah yeah it just kind of lost me and i was like i get this as like i would totally love to watch this live right yeah i would love to just see prince do this but like why why is this an album right and that's what they both said kind of mirrors what i'm thinking about it is that it's enjoyable for kind of like the whole process yeah but it definitely was like a stream of consciousness i'm just jamming i'm trying to figure out what i want to be doing Mm -hmm. and so it's cool to see that inside but it definitely was not like purple rain or anything else it's very much like someone recorded him dicking around right and was like hey this is kind of cool let's release this and that's what it is right yeah Yeah. but i think marketing it as an album (laughs) is probably the wrong way Um, like a vaulted album i agree i don't think i think this was a really weird choice for his estate to release as a standalone album if i was gonna see something like this um i would have expected to have seen it like as part of like a box set or like a digital release or something like that where it's like a live album and then like you get like kind of this as like a bonus track Mm um because you know it's only like a half hour long i think and um it's really just a cassette tape yeah like this whole thing is and you can tell from the sound quality which i think is kind of cool i kind of like it but like um, it sounded like i was listening to it in the 80s right because it is just recorded off of a cassette machine like it's really simple Mm -hmm. um and i think for what it is it's really cool um i really like because he as part of his live shows he would do stuff like this where he would just kind of go off on like a piano medley and it would be very like spontaneous and he would just kind of like play whatever and this is even more i'd say casual rough than that you know because he's not playing for people like he i don't think prince ever would have intended this to see the light of day commercially i don't think he would have ever released something like this in his lifetime and you know and he didn't um, but i don't think he would have ever planned to if you know he didn't pass away so suddenly is he rolling in his grave (laughs) <laughs> i don't th- i don't i don't know then that's kind of like the complex for me about this album is like i really have a hard time believing that he would have okayed this album that's what we talked about after the last week's podcast yeah. um basically that 
Prince was so secretive about his work and very yeah. private about where it was released, and then seeing something that was so private yeah. being released, I think it was very out. yeah. I think he'd yeah. been very uncomfortable with how um, this was handled. Not only that, but like Prince was very much so like a progressive artist in the sense that like if he had like one project, he was just going to be very wrapped up in that. Like mm-hmm. there was a point when he was like going by a symbol and stuff like he wasn't even playing Prince songs. He was just playing like stuff that he hadn't even released yet. The you artist, know, the yeah. artist things like a, a whole characterization like Ziggy Stardust is like, this is who I am now. Yeah. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. So he was a very like in the moment you know, artists for the most part. I mean, like, sure, like, his later tours, he was playing, like, a lot of hits and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, he, he he was just, like, kind of, like, in the moment of doing whatever he wanted. Like, he wouldn't often, like, revisit stuff. Um, or he wouldn't have, like, just, like, released an album like this very often. So, I just, I don't know. I just, it's weird, like, seeing his estate release stuff like this and being like, oh, cool. Like, this is a Prince Prince-sanctioned uh, release because I don't really think he would have... No. Yeah. Okay. On this. But you still liked it. Like as a fan of Prince's music, you're like, yeah, I'm glad fan, this exists. I thought it was cool. Um, and I wanted to know what you guys thought of it because like just listening to it, I was like, I can't imagine anybody but like hardcore Prince fans yeah. like loving this album. Yeah, yeah. I, That's was, what I was yeah. thinking like because uh, like the piano take of 17 days, I think is really cool and it kind of holds off on its own. But then it's followed by like a minute and a half version of Purple Rain before yeah. Purple like, Rain was released. Right, right. Yeah. Before probably before Purple Rain was fully written. Yeah. Like this is just him like mashing out ideas because i know rob mentioned he was like oh i'm excited for the purple rain and then i listened to it a couple times and i was like i can't tell where purple rain is melodically it's it's really not quite there yet it's 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 like it's uh like a rough draft of yeah yeah exactly and like a lot of the stuff on the album like hadn't been released yet right yeah like the there's a song strange relationship which i do enjoy the version that's on the album uh but that song didn't get released for another five years i don't think the last three songs on the album ever got released anywhere uh what were they um wednesday cold coffee and cocaine and then why the butterflies never got officially released and kind of listening to it i don't think they ever got recorded like i don't think those were ever fleshed out songs i think they were just just... yeah i think they were just kind of him messing around like just like uh just trying out ideas for size and i don't think those were like ever gonna be songs wednesday definitely was i know there's a version of wednesday circulating (laughs) but the other two songs definitely not as a Prince fan, do you feel some kind of internal conflict about it? Yeah, I really do. Okay. Because, um... In one hand, you know he wouldn't want this. Right, yeah. And on the other yeah. hand, you feel like this is something Which, so special. Right. Which has always, like, kind of been, like, a thing about... You know, even while Prince was alive, it was kind of like a, a moral dilemma of being a Prince fan. Just because there <laughs> was... It, like, being a Prince fan is like having, like, a really strict parent or something. It's like an abusive relationship. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. But, like, girlfriend. Um, well, it's like... Okay, so, like, there's tons. Just, like hundreds of bootleg like Prince songs never got released that like you know if there's more Prince stuff out there you know as a diehard fan you're gonna go check that stuff out yeah. but you know he was like suing people that were like putting <laughs> that stuff online and, you know you would get um, in trouble if you knew right so like it's it, it's like you know it's like going out after school and like you know drinking beers at your friend's house you know it's like <laughs> oh I want to do this but god if I get caught you know it, it's, it's I don't so know funny. me personally like growing up as a fan like you know I remember like the first time I ever found like a like an unreleased Prince song online or something I, I, I was thinking like the cops were gonna roll around like the next minute or something so like this has kind of always been that dilemma between okay 
Prince definitely wants his music presented in a certain way and released in a certain way. And he was very much trying to keep up like his like image or whatever. Yeah. And this album doesn't really feel like it fits in. Yeah. Like I barely felt like the Purple Rain reissue that they did last year was kind of like aligned with what he wanted because Prince right. oversaw the remastering of the actual album, but the whole bonus disc of like all the unreleased stuff. I'm like, oh man, I feel like that stuff was, I mean, I personally enjoyed it. It was like, it probably was unreleased for a reason. Internal conflict. Exactly, yeah. So, would, would you be able to rate this album or no? I wouldn't rate it like as an album. Like I would rate like 1999 or Purple Rain. Yeah. Or, you know, as its own thing, I really liked it. I'd probably give it like an eight or a nine. Just oh, cause, wow. Well, just because I know these yeah. songs. I know most of the songs and I really, um, I like the covers that are on there. Yeah. And it really makes sense as like a Prince release like for a diehard prince fan yeah but this, i'm sure you guys you're the demographic for this album right exactly yeah. but yeah. like you guys like i was really curious what you guys were gonna think about this one because i didn't see it being like mm-hmm. a hit with you guys it's probably not something i'm gonna like go, go back, back to. to a yeah. lot yeah and i understand ever. that i told carlos to listen, listen to it because i want to hear the carlos album the prince hits i want to yeah. listen to the hits which i get I did like, but like, I think you mentioned, Brittany, like, you know, hearing the process was really interesting. Yeah. And that's kind of what I liked about it, too. And I told Carlos to listen to it. I'd just rather see that in person. Fully realized in in person or something. Yeah. Like, if I went to a show and, like, the band I was seeing I really liked and they started doing shit like that, I'd be like, this is really cool. Right. Yeah. But it just feels kind of unfinished. It feels very, like, disconnected. Yeah. Through that medium. I get it. Well, I was going to say, though, is I told Carlos to check it out because he's trying to learn piano. Yeah. And I was like, man, he, this would be yeah. a really interesting reference just to see kind of how he plays. Because I always thought he had a really unique style of playing, um, especially comping himself as a singer. Um, so yeah. I was like, oh, you should check it out just to kind of see um, what one person does and what you can take away from that. So I'm glad it's out there, but I don't know if it should be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prince. The rook takes the place of the king. And the king moves over one space over from the... I thought it was there. Oh. All right, you're check then. <laughs> you're going to check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you little bitch. <laughs> Got me. I-, I will probably go back and listen to that. Oh, cool. Um, not like a lot, but I definitely really enjoyed just kind of that insight into the process. Because I don't, like we've talked about before, I don't play music. Um, yeah. So seeing how that kind of operates is very unique to me because I don't have that kind of creative look to things in that regard. So it's kind of cool. The next album on the docket is uh, My Ballpark. Yeah. The story so far, Proper Dose, the pop punk. Pop punk. Pop punk heroes. the offensive side of this war. (laughs) This town is. This town. Uh, So similar to Tyler, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Brittany, I know you listened to it twice. I listened to it twice today. you You have opinion. It's not my style of music. It was in middle school. <laughs> We've gone over this so many times. Never left middle school. <laughs> but like, there were some catchy songs. It was fun. Like, it was fun to drive to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I listened to it all driving today. Yeah, that's what I did today. I listened to it twice while I was driving to and from doctors. Like, that was it. Was fun. There was there was like a couple songs that like stood out to me. There's one where there's like a bass line that sounds like that Chainsmokers song. It's like a two minute song. Line, I think, is what it's oh, called. Okay. I yeah. don't know. I'm the bass line sounds like oh, the fucking God. chain smokers. Dude, I, I, I didn't know how to say this without sounding like snarky. I didn't but, catch on to that. So, oh no, there's like it's like a little, it's like a short little song that has like a crazy good bass line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, and I guess it kind of sounds like the Chainsmokers. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, that's all I could think of. That's probably my favorite track on the album. Oh, cool. Um, it was a cool song. But, like, I don't know. It's, like, only a couple mm-hmm. lyrics away from being an instrumental. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I feel like coming out and saying that is almost a snarky saying, like, my favorite part of the album is when it was over. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, because it's one of the last songs. That, I think it's, like, track yeah. nine or something. Yeah, because like yeah. I felt like it wasn't supposed to be, like, anybody's favorite song off the album. It just seemed like a, a cool, cool little... Thing, yeah, though. Just, like, a fun little interlude that's on there. But I really liked it. I Knowing it was really cool. the band and how long... They took three years for this album, oh, so geez. every song in the album, they wanted to be on the album, so I'm sure they're okay with you saying that's your favorite song in the album. It's not like they were just trying to pump out an oh, album, okay. and they're like, Thanks, guys. here's an instrumental. Like, yeah. They specifically took an extra year because they're like, we were burnt out, and we want to yeah. write and do something different than we keep doing. Yeah. Anyways, back to you guys' opinion. Eh. Yeah. yeah, it was. I it wasn't to dislike it the most. I didn't yeah. dislike it. I just I couldn't get into it. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to like listen to it again. You don't have to. It's okay. Well, I mean, like I'm gonna give it a fair shot. Like it once is not good enough to say I like or don't like something. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like I'm very biased stuff I listened to when I was younger. So maybe I think it's like maybe, you're more harsh against new things. Like oh, even even by okay. new bands. Like the the only exception I think is like Muse and if in Foo Fighters, eh, probably more the Muse than Foo Fighters, but certain bands I'm just far more critical of when they produce new, new music and then music that I don't normally listen to is more um I don't know, it's hard for me to get into it. So I think like you don't get the genre so you're like why would people listen to it? It's not that I don't get the genre, it's just it's so different to what I ordinarily listen to. I listen to a lot of like older stuff. Right. Both in my own time frame. So you and... want the kids to get off your lawn. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> that's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. No, I, I and I it's and that's so it is it is yeah. very, it, it was very whiny and i, I do try I, I do want to give it a fair like shot because it's i didn't dislike it as much as you guys probably did just because i'm used to hearing this kind of music now hey. and like i see the like fun parts of it the like there is talent there and that's all i really ask for at the bare minimum is talent talent be good at the thing you do like there are good at the thing they do so yeah in the pop punk scene it. their guitar work is regarded as like pretty good for that genre like people cite their like guitar parts in a lot of their songs is like the best parts of albums i i get that his vocal style is whiny and the lyrics come off as whiny but i think this album lyrically was pretty interesting because it's all about like the singer getting over his drug addiction as proper dose and And a a lot of the songs like he talks about like girls and like relationships but he's really talking about like his relationships with drugs and like specifically lean and how like he relies on it and like how he was like coping with life and friends and like touring and dealing with people on stage through drugs and him finding the proper dose and like getting out of that habit so i've listened to the i've listened to them since they've been putting out music so i've i'm pretty familiar with the discography i like that this album is different like songs like line um take me as you please uh i like that one too growing on you i think if they didn't take time for this album, those would never be songs in the story so far as discography because they didn't write songs like that and put songs like that out. So it's cool to see them do these kind of weird, more poppy, mm. not... Yeah, it sounded really poppy. That's kind of yeah. why this was a weird album for me to like yeah. go to because I was like, I don't really have a lot of... Um, reference. Reference for yeah. what they did before. 
And that's kind of what I look for a lot when I listen to uh, new albums. I'm like, okay, well, kind of what did they do with their sound based off of the last thing that they put out? And I couldn't really do that with this album. So it was kind of hard for me to like listen to it from that perspective. Yeah, it was after I listened to the album, I was like, oh, this is kind of a weird one to just like have you guys listen to with no context. Because like it is a pretty different album from what they've done before. And it's yeah. not. It's, I wouldn't know that though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. not necessarily like a pop punk album because it has these weird. It I would like, say it was. What was that like emo band when I was in middle school? The Starting Line, uh, I think is what they were called. Sure. It sounded just like them. They were just like acoustic emo with a whiny voice. Yeah, like most of the bands back yeah. then. Yeah, <laughs> like this one specifically. But they were better than the Starting Line, so. I'm sure they appreciate that. <laughs> the production yeah, is pretty. Tight. That's why I wanted to clarify that the pro- production value is better. My favorite thing about um, the album, I think from a production standpoint was um i i really like that they had all the layered um like the vocals and stuff i thought that ha- i thought that was a really cool effect i don't know if it was just like the same guy like overdubbing his voice or if they had like everybody Probably. in the band singing or something i'm not sure but i kind of like the effect that it has it was kind of a simple thing but i think it really um, made a difference in the production and I, I can tell they know what they're doing yeah yeah even if it's their... not like a universal genre that everyone loves like they know what they're yeah. doing yeah because it's their fourth album and they're in this specific scene of like pop punk like they're probably the biggest band in the genre so like they have the money they have the time to like get a good studio and yeah. to spend time producing it so yeah. like it was a well-produced album and it was fun to listen to yeah. you know and I, it's I, short I, it's like yeah. 30 minutes yeah that's it's on, my favorite part yeah sure. that was fun you know i'd put it on it like a i don't know just hanging out or whatever you know it's good like background music. yeah my standout tracks are out of it that's the third song take me as you please is another good one and i think need to know i put is like my other like favorite song on that the only one i album. remember is take me as you please yeah out of it's a song right before that if that if you can picture okay not at the moment no got it yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um, no i'm going to after one listen yep. but line it's Dude. fucking chain smoker song that's great i loved it i'm gonna play it when we're done with this just so you know i'd probably rate the album at eight out of ten good album solid album i can listen to it all the way through without skipping anything so eight out of ten cups of lean <laughs> too soon too soon <laughs> that's Oof. that's fucked up like that that stuff yeah there is that's a, such a common thing with musicians well not all of them but like a, a good chunk of them yeah that it's an easy habit to fall yeah. into it's like sprite and codeine right uh, yeah mostly yeah just like any sort of like cold medicine yeah i was like don't mean oh like not over the counter though yeah, it's, it's, it's prescription yeah, yeah it's, it's like strong prescription yeah oh, okay yeah. i've heard people like just drinking fucking nyquil well that's like what poor people mm. do poor people. it doesn't work the same though no nah, like the <laughs> the real stuff will yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's, is, it's it's a i don't know drugs it's a <laughs> i'm a good co- kid either cocaine morphine it's a it's a it's not an, an analogous morphine? drug but it's the same family of drugs morphine codeine Wolfie, uh, wedwagon. Hey, listen, oh buds. God. So we survived the music talk. We're ready to wrap it up with our hero discussion. Oh shit! I totally forgot about this guy. <laughs> I shouldn't have because he's movie, number right? one. Yeah. Okay. He's he number was number one. one. Um, oh, rep. Rep. Rip. Ripe. Is the beer hitting you? Yeah. She's drank almost all of it, probably. No, I don't feel drunk. You guys thought I was gonna be like. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty strong a, you drank. You also ate the right beforehand too. So. Yeah, that's yeah. why Pasta. I waited. Carbs. carbs, carbs plus carbs. Is more anyway, carbs. so the hero number one on AFI's list, Atticus Finch. Number one. Uh, I had never seen the movie before this. Had you read the book? Noticing a theme with the movies that keep popping up. Uh, no, I have not read the book. Have you read book the book? Is better. No, I didn't read a long the book. time ago, like twenty years ago. 
<laughs> like I don't actually. That's probably not an exaggeration. It's probably actually pretty accurate. Close to twenty years, like fifteen years. When yeah. you were like seven. No, twenty would be ten. I'm older than you. You're thirty. Yes. I thought the... you were twenty-nine. Oh, oh my god. How was twenty years ago? Uh, twenty-nine. <laughs> seven. I thought you were like around I'm not drunk. Are you officially thirty? Yeah, I've been thirty for like six months. Yeah, I don't he got, he got his award things. yesterday. You, you hide your birthday. My award yesterday for being thirty. You're old as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know things. Anyway, this is your favorite book, Brittany. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Do you want to lead the discussion? How do no, you feel? I did that with Doctor Who. Okay. Rob, do you want to lead the discussion? You haven't really yet. Yeah. Uh, you led Prince. You led emo trash. I did Marvel, bud. Settle down. Um, do you agree with him being number one? Oh, unequivocally, yes. Okay. This he is like the all American, not even all American, because no. it, it, it transcends like country or anything else. It's like a hero. He does yeah. things not because he has to, but because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I would say even like during the frame of this movie, like he's anti-American because he's so against the grain of society that yeah. he's the cult, he, yeah. He is like I don't know if that's anti-American. I mean, just like at like the American culture. I think at the time. yeah, yes. I would yeah yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm not, not saying he's like a communist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, get yeah. everybody gets the same thing. That's how it's gonna be. <laughs> but he's just like no. I know what you mean though. Yeah. I think that like he wasn't really like um, one. Uh, back down from his principles especially when his principles weren't exactly accepted into uh uh society um so i think i think i know what you mean i mean early in the film it's it's fairly clear when he it's ewell is that the ewell the, the father's name yeah. when he meets him in the courthouse after the kids have been watching him Ugh. like he he's basically like being berated by this drunkard and he's just kind of like looking at him like what are you doing what yeah. i want to ask of you guys is i've heard this hot take that he really is just a good lawyer. Like, <laughs> hey. okay, like these aren't like really like his um, core principles. Like he was just like appointed to be his defender. The, he was just that's true. he the, only ever talked about it in court, and he's just a yeah. good lawyer. Um, the cynical part of me kind of yeah, like about I don't that, necessarily buy into this but, argument, but I've seen it a lot lately. I would agree with that up until the last scene with Mister Ewell when he spits on his face and he like doesn't just outright like beat him up because he's no longer part of the case like he is yeah. just like mm-hmm. you're not worth it like he's trying to like yeah. grieve with his that, family but was that because he genuinely believed in these principles or he just didn't want to fight in front of his children i think it's the principles i, okay. I mean that ties yeah. into the fact he didn't I'm want to fight devil's advocate. he didn't want to fight in front of his children i think that's right. also a principle because right. he wants to be a good example for his kids right yeah. so i, I think, think both yeah. just the fact that he's like a stand-up guy all around just kind of yeah. like feeds into like i think that mm-hmm. he does believe in what he's doing mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I okay. think maybe like before he wouldn't like if we had more scenes of him talking about like Boo Radley and like other like the Robinson case before he was just given the Robinson case. Like if someone mm-hmm. was like, "Have you heard about the case?" Like, what do you think about it? And then a couple scenes go by, and then it's like, "Okay, now you're going to be the lawyer on it." Then maybe we could mm-hmm. debate more heavily, like yeah. if he actually cares. I think the trouble with that is this story is primarily told from children's perspective yeah and that's the point of it it's supposed to be like you're supposed to be in the mind of scout where you're just have the innocent naive childlike mentality about things where she sees her older brother slowly like learning more about the racism and the issues that are going on he's being more he's being exposed to these things and understanding them more where like scout is like i see this happening but i don't really get it like mr cunningham why are you here don't you remember me and Jem is like, I'm not leaving. Like, you're in danger. You don't think you're supposed to see from the adult's perspective what's going on. You're supposed to see it as a child. Right. Yeah. Do you think that adds to the mystique of Finch and, like... 
I think it definitely romanticizes him, but yeah, because I you're seeing definitely it, find him to be a very heroic character. Do you think he's only shown in such a good light because it's Scout retelling the events yeah. of what happened? Unreliable narrator. I, yeah. I, I would disagree to an extent because I, I only because I think that like I mean I think yeah you are supposed to have that kind of narration that mm-hmm. like to create a certain effect but I think that what he does like oh, on not, and off screen and the uh, impact absolutely. that he makes yeah I think I think what he does speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm trying to say is like I don't buy into this like oh he really didn't have all these principles he's just a good lawyer I'm just saying like to me it's this child ideal idolizing her father with good reason. That's the way I perceive it. Yeah. Okay. Then That's yeah. how I... Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not okay, like, yeah. he okay. really wasn't that good of a guy. He was just doing his job. It's like, he really was a good guy, but he's this, like, number one hero because it's a child looking up to her father. Yeah. You can also argue, though, that because he instilled those good values on her, she's also reciprocating that through her storytelling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. what What is the supporting, like, um, facts for, like, um, saying that he's, like, not really such a good dude? I've just seen like internet hot takes about it. Oh, of just the fact because that because he was a public defender, he was given um, the job. Yeah, he was he given didn't the... like do it out of his own like volition and like this is the right thing to do. It was he was given the job, but he knew at heart like. Yeah, I mean, but that, like right some of those public defenders couldn't give a shit either way. Yeah. Exactly, that's <laughs> where people. That's the like basis of the argument. Is yeah. like public defenders don't give a shit; they just need money. But a little different time. Like we look at the yeah. the frame reference is. Public defenders now are overworked, underpaid, and on the time to deal with the cases adequately. Mm-hmm. He was a small town of what, Morinston? Maycomb. Oh, I don't remember. Maycomb. I think it was Maycomb. Maycomb. Like Alabama or something like that. Like, yeah. It's a small town. Like, in the height depression. of the depression. Yeah, so like the amount of crimes that are happening there, I don't think it would have overloaded him. And it, from the yeah, looks of it, that was the only case he had for those three years. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's true. Yeah. Like realistically I, I don't think that those those qual those qualities apply to this situation however i do agree with to some degree that potentially it is him just doing his job because he wants his client to get off but i think it probably started at that but as he got to know tom robinson there's probably a lot of off-screen like this is fucked up you didn't he, do this as soon as he probably heard that tom or tom robinson didn't really have a working left hand he was like okay you're fucking innocent and then and and then just the fact that like he had everything to lose from um defending him honestly and like um really yeah investing himself in the case he had everything to lose from doing that Mm -hmm. and the movie shows the um aftermath of that yeah yeah i i I think just the fact that like he was willing to make that kind of like he, he you couldn't enter that sort of situation without perceiving some sort of, like, sacrifice on your own reputation or mm-hmm. whatever, as messed up as that is. You yeah. know, just given the context of the time period and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to bring up that hot yeah. take because I definitely yeah. see him as the number one hero. In a vacuum, for sure. There's no question. I mean, if we want to bring in all these external factors. Do you find it interesting that the number one hero and number one villain are both book adaptations? No. Not surprising. I'm not... I think it's... I don't think it's surprising just because the book has so much more depth that they can add to the character. And so the actor has a lot more that they can infer and act on as mm-hmm. opposed to just like a script and a director telling him like, no, you need to be angry. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good, they point. can read the source material and be like, this is how I interpret this character. This yeah. is how I'm yeah. going to portray him. This yeah. is what I feel from this character. Yeah. You're always going to be working from a much more like nuanced blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just found that interesting when I thought about it. It yeah. is interesting, though, um, point, to yeah. consider both Hannibal and Atticus Finch in contrast with uh, Annie Wilkes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much I didn't like that character in contrast to 
Atticus and uh, Hannibal. They have more likable qualities. Potentially, there's better written characters, maybe. I think that's. I think that helps. Yeah. yeah. Like I because mean, they're Annie better Wilson's written. Book adaptation as well, right? Yeah. Which that's is the conflict. Yeah. yeah, they're better written, and because they're better written, they have more likable qualities. Like they are more. People. They're more developed. Yeah, they're not just characters. They are like a person. Mm-hmm. Like you like, know, Finch. Annie Wilkes just serves the role as the villain, whereas Hannibal Lecter is like a villain, but also like a guide to a story. guide and mentor to the protagonist of the really story. Really, the viewer too. Like, yeah. this is what's going on. Anything else about Finch? You didn't say much. What did you? I mean, you guys were pretty much saying what I felt. I The first couple sentences I said kind of like summarizes it, okay. I think. In the time period he was in, he was just a good guy and he understood that how society was and how society treated other people was wrong and he was willing to take the flack to raise his kids right and to show the town that like... Keep going, ask Matt. To show the town like... I don't care if you guys think this is wrong. I know this is right. And like, these are humans and they deserve to be treated mm-hmm. well. And I'm going to treat them well, despite what anyone else says. And I'm not going to let my kids grow up this way. Yeah. Like I'm not going to hide them from the fact that you guys think this way, but I'm going to tell them like, this is the prop. This is how you treat other people. Like essentially like mm-hmm. he went above and beyond mm-hmm. as a dad and a single dad and a lawyer. Like he just did all those things right. And well, I don't know. No. Well, I would just, Something popped in my mind after um, you were talking. So there's some, some kind of a parallel, actually, that goes on in the movie. So there's the there's there's Atticus and Tom Robinson, and there's a scene early in the film where she t- uh, Atticus tells Scout she, she was harassing, I think, the old lady, and he says, think about life in her shoes. And mm-hmm. Kind of that whole, like, you know. You yeah. never really know someone until you walk put yourself. And, well, he said, like, yeah, so put yourself into their skin and walk around. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That so part. there's an interesting Thanks. parallel with Tom Robinson that you don't see with Atticus, but you do see with Scout and Boo. Mm-hmm. where she's like the, the kids are assholes to him mm-hmm. and he's just kind of like presumably a dopey like guy he's just not fully developed whatever yeah mentally uh, disabled yeah, yeah exactly and so she realizes towards the end of the film or at the end of the film that oh my gosh i am the asshole here i'm being the bad human mm-hmm. and i was told not to be this way and, and she has like enlightenment moment mm-hmm. so maybe that is kind of like why we can trust her character yeah. and why atticus actually is a good person it's not just a job mm-hmm. yeah. yeah shout out to robert duvall as well he played Boo Radley. oh yeah. yeah i saw that i saw his name I'm like who the fuck does he play and i looked up my like, oh Boo no wonder no one i don't know because he's in the film for like maybe five maybe like five minutes mm-hmm. five minutes and he's super creepy and no doesn't lines. say anything <laughs> He's not super creepy. When Scout is like, Scout's like, oh, he's in the room right there, and he's just like in the shadows behind the door. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's kind of frame weird. Breakout, breakout role right there. (laughs) But like, I liked the childlike innocence. So she's not like afraid of him. She's just like, boo, hi, boo. Yeah. And like any normal person would be like, what the fuck are you doing behind the door? Yeah. That's weird. She's like, hi. Yeah. This person that I was afraid of for so long, you saved me and you're here. Fucking ham costume. Yeah, that was pretty That's great. my favorite part of the That's movie. What I'm gonna go for I know it's not about show. Atticus Finch, but I love the ham costume. It's so your favorite much. part. <laughs> Literally the best part of the movie right there. <laughs> ten out of ten I hams. like when the sheriff walks in holding it, just like casually, like holding a giant fucking ham. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Anyways, ratings. <laughs> So, well, how do how do we characterize the other the other heroes and villains? Did we, did we vote on them? Uh, no, we haven't voted on them. Okay, that's the thought. That's the thought. Yeah. So, like, how, we, how would we vote on them? I was trying to think of something to vote on, like guns under a newspaper or something, because the old lady. No, we haven't voted on them. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts on it, or good to wrap up? 
I'm hot. It's hot in here. You, you are, <laughs> you are a good-looking boy, yeah. Um, no, I think I think that is a good antithesis to Hannibal Lecter's character. So Yeah, I think the list, so far, I wouldn't disagree too much of what they've ranked, at least of what we watch. Like, it all seems to be fairly accurate as far yeah. as like how I would place them. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do you want to call the game, Rob? I can call if you want to win. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we'll just go from now on to the same do it. Whoever has more pieces at this point. Okay. Yeah. So... You have more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. By two. Okay. All right. Oh. Rob won. Yeah. I guess it's called a draw. I don't, I don't feel comfortable calling it a win. Okay. Fine. If we draw, Whatever. we drew. Whatever. We drew. Whatever. We couldn't finish in time. This is the second game though now where it's gotten to the point where it's like going to be a dance for a while. Yeah, and it's just it's not worth the extra 30, 40 minutes <laughs> when no. it's this hot. In a couple of weeks, it'll cool down, and so when we turn the air off, it'll be survivable. Yeah. We can can't s- wait. We can sit here for three hours doing a dance yeah, around the board. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, so that's this week uh give us suggestions of what villain you want us to talk about next week either email us chess talk podcast at gmail.com or our twitter chess underscore talk speaking of that give us a follow go to our itunes chess talk podcast and rate us those help we like stars we like seeing people give us reviews and give us critiques and we tell like us attention. that too give us the monies uh um, oh, wait you can't do that with itunes <laughs> but oh, damn. Uh, go to our website chess talk dot podbean <laughs> dot com listen to our previous episodes everything's there uh check us out next week we'll be back with some more uh game talk we're gonna probably go over star wars battlefront we're gonna finish up our bojack discussion and spoiler glory oh yeah we're gonna have another movie discussion and yeah give us suggestions on that afi list go yeah we'll link it in the or video. your favorite hero or villain yeah it doesn't yeah. have to be on the list if you just have an interesting villain or hero that you want us to talk about we'll do it chess is out next week bye 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 did you say chess us out next week? Yeah. That'll be good.